Hey everyone, and welcome to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're having a great day. My name is Liam from Reach Interactive. We are a UK based SMS marketing provider. During the show, I chat with both in house and agency marketers on a range of topics that cover things like SEO, content marketing, paid ads, socials, and more. If you do enjoy listening, then please leave us a review or subscribe. It would be very much appreciated. So this episode marks number 43 of the show, and I'm really excited to welcome our guest, Danny Johnson from Expand Marketing, which is a full-scale agency that is based in Bradford. Danny has also been a great supporter and friend of the show over the last few months, so it's nice to now speak to her as a guest, and I know that she's going to have lots of great insights to share with us. So hi, Danny, How's it going? Hi, Liam. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good to hear. And yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. So could you spend a minute telling us about yourself for us, please? Yeah, so as Liam says, I'm Danny. I've spent 16 years in sales recruitment and marketing management before recently taking the plunge into the full world of digital marketing at Expand. So I've been there now, it'll be a year in November, and we cover the whole full scale of marketing, including strategy, uh, really deep diving into companies. And my focus there is around social media and the strategy behind social. So yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for the intro. And this is your first time as a podcast guest, right? It is, yeah. I have done one before, but for work, so not really uh, anything like this. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it's always great when someone comes on the show and it's their first time being a guest. So we're going to get started with the episode and chat about how you can use LinkedIn effectively and get the most out of using the platform. Let's talk about LinkedIn then. It is a subject that gets raised regularly on the show, but we've not had an episode that is solely dedicated to the platform. So it's about time that we dived into it a little bit more in detail. And it's also great timing because I know that Danny has also delivered several webinars about LinkedIn, and she's also regularly sharing tips on her personal profile as well. So we're going to start first of all with one of three topics, which is optimization. So that's some of the basic things that you can do and setting up the foundations to be successful. Starting simple then, what are some of the things that we could do to optimise our personal or company pages? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people don't realise before they start posting and wondering why that they're not getting as much engagement is that they haven't actually spent enough time really putting some detail into their actual profiles. Talk is specifically more about the personal profiles at the moment, but things like your summary, making sure that you've got lots of detail in there about your story. That's one thing that a lot of people don't do. They'll write a lot about the company, but people buy from people. They want to know about you and how you've got to where you are today. So we always advise people to put lots of info in there about their career journey and also a little bit about you making sure as well that there's keywords in there because optimization works exactly the same way as it does on google with your linkedin page so the algorithm will kind of pick out keywords and throw your details then in front of anyone who's who's completed a search on LinkedIn looking for that thing, that particular subject. So it's really important that you do include those within your summary. The other probably couple of tips I'd give is profile pictures. People have 
lots of like various pictures of them maybe out with mates or pictures with the kids things like that but I'd always say that that is going to be the first thing that somebody sees so just make sure that you're really comfortable that it still looks like you that you're looking at the camera that is just you head and shoulder shot preferably professional if you can afford to get it done it's worthwhile and then headline as well not to just stick into the job title actually putting some keywords in that as well that's really beneficial and recommendations just to add that one on put some time into getting some because they evidence what you're saying you're not just telling someone what you can do you're actually backing it up with a bit of evidence so yeah yeah, those are all great tips. And we briefly touched on LinkedIn a couple of episodes back with Sarah Santacroci. And she made a great point that when someone Googles your name, then your LinkedIn profile is one of the first results that appears. So it's really important to optimize your page as people like potential clients, future employers, perhaps even family and friends can all see your account really easily and look on there and, and find out what you've put. Definitely. Yep. So let's turn our attention to a company page then. What are some of the things that you can do with a company page as opposed to a personal page? I'm interested to hear your answer because I've definitely found it more challenging to gain engagement from our company page over personal pages from our team, even though the post frequency is there too. Yeah, a company page is very difficult. Like any social media platform, you know, you're battling with organic. It is hard to um, achieve reach, which is why we always kind of push our clients to start with their personal profiles and that of their employees' personal profiles as well. And then what they can do is things like mentioning the company profile in their posts, and that will then help the engagement and the reach the expansion of, of, of the company page getting out there as well but yeah people forget to optimize the company page like the pages are there the about pages the employees you know people who work here there's so much more you can do with a company page if you just have the time to kind of research it and put into it yeah some very valid points there again and if you are an admin on a LinkedIn page now you also get monthly credits so you can actually invite your personal connections to like your company page So I think a cool tip for smaller companies could be to add employees as admins, let them add some of their close connections and friends and then remove their admin access at a later date, um, which sort of helps you build up your following if you're just starting out. Yeah. And one key thing for employers to to note is that when somebody does a Google search, if they are looking at employees, if they don't see what they need on Google, they will tend to go to LinkedIn to look for the company detail there. So it's obviously something to bear in mind in terms of recruitment as well. Completely agree. I think there's no real excuses for not having at least your basic company information on there, such as contact number, industry, company description and things like that. So once those things are done, the next step is to get people to see your profile or your company page then, right? Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I get asked all the time is whether I should just accept everybody, you know, just go through and click yes to every single connection request. But the biggest thing that we always tell people is to think about value, whether by accepting that person are they gonna add value to your news feed because at the end of the day that's what's going to happen linkedin thinks that you want to see content from people like that so it will continue to to show you content of that kind so if you're accepting connections from people who are not in your industry or of interest to to you then you know you're confusing the algorithm so as horrible as it sounds don't say yes to everyone you need 
need to be quite strategic and have a plan and decide why you're on there, what you want to achieve, what your goal is, and make sure that your connections come into that goal. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I definitely made the mistake of accepting people that I had very little in common with when I started out on the platform. And I've noticed recently that a few of my connections have posted about doing a LinkedIn cleanse where they've um, removed a lot of connections because their timeline is just filled with irrelevant content. So it is something to think about. And I think you do have to be a little bit ruthless with it. It is. But, you know, people always, like you say, they accept all these different people, but actually there's no strategy then to take it forward. If you've got thousands of connections, how can you kind of refine that to take them further into a sale or a partnership? You're just lost in it all really then. Would you recommend a proactive strategy where people spend, say, 10 minutes a day looking for relevant connections and then maybe add in 20 people per day, for example? Definitely. Yeah, that's one thing that I said in the webinar last week was, you know, don't just sit there waiting for them to come to you. Actually, be proactive and go out there and and find people yourself as well. And of course, the other side of growing your network is posting content, which will no doubt encourage people to connect or follow you. Definitely. It's a a tricky one when it comes to content because people are always asking me, what do I post? Can I just share this? Do I share that? And there's so much I can talk for hours and hours about LinkedIn and what not to do and what to do. But the biggest thing that I always say is think about value, whether what you're posting is going to add any value to the people you're connected with or that you're wanting to connect with. That's the biggest thing. You know, yes, share news. Um, in the industry but explain why you're sharing it you know if if I see something that someone's shared about marketing but they've summed up that whole article in a few sentences for me then that's giving me value because it's saving me time so it's kind of thinking outside the box a little bit in that sense. Yeah I completely agree with that point I think we can use reach as a good example here so your average person on LinkedIn probably isn't interested in catching up on SMS marketing related news Uh, But as a company, we know that. So we share things like new podcast episodes and tech-related news around the world alongside our company updates and the occasional SMS posts so that there's more of a blend of different tech news and information on there. So I do think that you can open up your content and share things that are loosely connected to your product or service as long as they do have um, a little bit of a connection and you do it correctly. But the two keys are, does it add value and is it relevant? And if you're you're ticking both of those, then, you know, great. The other thing I would add as well is make sure that you're using hashtags because that will expand your reach further as well. Yeah, I agree. And it's definitely a good feeling when you get a notification saying that your post was trending from using a specific hashtag. Although I feel like that's more of an ego thing than anything else. But staying on content, do you have any tips in terms of consistency, frequency, timing or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, consistency is key. You know, you see all these different, you should post at this time, you should post at that time. And yes, there are generic times where you you should post, but really you need to be drilling into your own analytics to kind of work that out. So if you know your audience well enough, then you should know when they're going to be online. So me sitting here and telling you that you should post at this time is not going to be relevant if you work with teachers, you know, to whether you work with factory workers. They're going to be online at completely different times. So you just kind of have to get to know your audience and then be consistent. So if you are only posting three times a week, 
that's fine. Just make sure you're posting three times a week, every week on the same days and the same time. So people know then to look for your content. They're aware of when you might be posting. In terms of a tip for employers, the biggest thing that we're pushing at the moment is employee advocacy. Giving your employees the tools to go out and post about your brand. Because a lot of a lot of companies will say, right, go off, post this, share this. But they don't actually find out whether their employees are comfortable using the platform. So there's a whole thing behind that and just giving them the support and the tools that they need to go and share content. So giving them a list of resources, places that they can go on news, you know, particular articles or regular websites that, you know, these are just little things that you could do that would make somebody's confidence just a little bit better. And just on your point of consistency, I also think that people now have the freedom to make up their own schedules. So if you want to post every Tuesday and Thursday morning, then great, go for it. You don't have to follow a formula that people claim works best for your industry or job role. And if you're posting on those days and people like it, then they'll look out for it regardless. Another interesting question on this topic is, would you say that the responsibility to feed content to other employees in the company ultimately lies with the marketing team? In my opinion, I think it could take a large chunk of time for a marketer or copywriter to create posts if they're in a medium to large size company. But then on the flip side, understandably, they should be the best writers in the company too. That is a really tough one. And I think it starts way back at the beginning, right back at strategy level. We're very keen when we sit down with a company to make sure that all their employees are bought in from the beginning. And I think if you kind of having worked in as a marketing manager in a recruitment agency, if you don't have buy-in from your sales team, then they're just not going to do it and they just won't put the passion into it. So I think you kind of have to get some of them on board and then it, it filters through. So because it's that's probably not really answered your question very well there, but it's it's kind of stripping it back and making them giving them the tools to be passionate about posting so that you don't even have to ask them. They just do it. Yeah, that's a great answer. It is something that requires a buy-in and takes time to establish, but hopefully marketers, sales and a few other departments too can all align and work together to get those posts out. So let's wrap the section upon content right here then. We're going to finish by spending a few minutes talking about paid ads. To be honest with you, we don't run paid ads very frequently on LinkedIn at Reach. Most of our PPC efforts are focused on Google and a few other platforms. So it's going to be interesting for myself to hear your answers here. First of all, a pretty generic question is, do you have any tips on paid ads when it comes to the type of content to promote? When to promote, ad spend or anything else really that you think might add value? LinkedIn ads do have a bad rep. People always assume that they're really expensive. And yes, they can be, but there's actually a lot that you can do with them. But it's very detailed. And sometimes people, when they're not sure what they're doing and they don't use it correctly, that's when they end up with massive bills. So so firstly, I'd like to just say that you know it is actually a good tool to use, but you do need to understand what you're doing with it. So if anyone's out there going, oh my God, no, that's really expensive. It doesn't have to be. So what we always say is that you need to focus on the length of your ad rather than the money side. 
to always put a start and an end date on because what a lot of people do is just leave them rolling and that's where the the money kind of adds up do your research so get to know your audience now linkedin does allow you to be really really tailored and specific so you can go into a lot of detail now it's it's really changed in there it's almost as as good as facebook if not better in some circumstances dare I say it it does let you get really specific into like what groups people are in what companies they work for there's there's so much you can do in there in terms of what to advertise we always say again the word value so give your audience value advertise something that's worthwhile in terms of like maybe a download maybe a webinar event coming up maybe an offer just something that's going to be worthwhile their time and always optimize your pages before you begin advertising because if you've not done that then linkedin will put up someone who has it'll prioritize their ads over yours so it's just be mindful of them yeah you made a few really great points there another thing with linkedin ads that i found is the reporting tools will actually show you which companies your ads are showing to and if employees from those companies are clicking on your ads as well So if you know that a handful of people are engaging with your brand from a specific company, industry or location, then you can really lock that in and target them further. So we're going to end the main conversation on LinkedIn right here. Do you have any last words that you could potentially share with us, Danny, before we close it out? The main thing to get across to anyone when they're using any kind of social media, but especially LinkedIn, is to give people value. And I honestly feel like I say it so much sometimes <laughs> that I hate myself. But <laughs> it is it is key, is value. Yeah, I think practice definitely makes perfect. So let's finish the episode with a few fun personal questions to close out. So starting with my favorite question, do you have a fun or memorable story from your career that stands out to you? Maybe it's funny or cringeworthy or something that might be quite inspiring. So as I mentioned before, I have obviously changed careers, but going back to when I first kind of started in recruitment management, I was going for my first big side off with with like a cluster of schools and I'm all dressed up in my uh, fancy power heels uh, ready to go into this school and get all these schools signed up on this big uh, preferred supplier and they just had the car park like all ready to be re-tarmacked so it was all that like stony surface and I just went flying my legs just got tangled and I just ended up on the floor all my binders went flying across the floor <laughs> so I quickly got up brushed myself off thought nothing of it um, must have looked a right mess I had holes all down my tights everything but what I didn't realize until I got into the school and started signing in was that my arm was cut quite badly and there was blood all over the signing in sheets and they were like on reception going do you do, are you okay do you need do you need some assistance? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And they're like, no, we need to get the school first aider out, I'm afraid. So I've gone in for this massive like <laughs> contract signing and I'm sat there in a school reception with my arm above my head, being tended to by a school nurse, like first aid her. And the big CEO comes out and he's like, oh, what's going on here? Are you, are you all right? Are you, are you ready to sign everything? Do you want to go through? And I was just like, oh my God, kill me now. Yeah, that's a pretty funny story. So hopefully it worked out for you. 
he did sign. I must admit, my signature was a bit uh, scratchy, but <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was all good in the end, and it was the first one for the company, so I was really happy. Well, that's good to hear. So, one final question: Do you have a favourite resource that you think might help other marketers or business owners with their work? I found this one really hard to like come down to just a couple. So, <laughs> but uh, Canva. I would 100% recommend that and uh, I hate to upset any designers out there but it is amazing definitely check that one out for your social graphics and loads more Feedly for content you can adjust that to industry Rival IQ do a free assessment where you can compare um, companies against company uh, for your social and Hootsuite for all of your scheduling and you can even schedule your personal LinkedIn on there Yeah, sounds good. So four different resources there that offer very different things, but they're all very equally helpful. We're going to end the episode right here. So thank you for your time, Danny, and sharing some really helpful insights with us today. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in and be sure to check back next week as we'll have another exciting and cool episode coming out too.